Welcome to the Action Coach Stroud podcast. I'm Tom Allchurch and today I'm joined again by Simon Chaplin. Welcome Simon. Today we're going to talk about wealth protection. From a perspective of a small to medium-sized business owner, Simon, you know if you've put a number of years effort into growing your business and you've built your business up to a couple of million pounds of value, what do you need to be thinking about in terms of protecting that wealth for your family? Great question, Tom. Let's recap a little bit because in previous conversations, podcasts that we've had, I've been very focused on the protection side of the business and the contingency side. Let's assume we've got all that. That's all been good because we're now into the phase actually, because sometimes it's very easy to talk about contingency. This is the bit that's a bit more intangible and very much down to individual preferences and decisions because a business is a business it, it functions in a certain way but now we're in the position where either the business is about to be sold about to be passed on and people are about to actually in some way either partly or remove or wholly remove themselves from a business and now it's everything is to play for because you've not just got the wealth that you've built up in your business you've got any personal assets that you've got as well and if you go back to originally when we, we did our first podcast, I was talking about these things are inextricably linked. This is another area where things can go dramatically wrong, but you've got no other business partner anymore. You've got your, potentially you've got your, your partner and your kids and, and wider family as well. So that it, 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 it's personal for want of a better phrase. So in terms of protection, the, the easiest way for me to, to kind of look at it is let, let's go back to let, let's scenario play first of all that someone has actually sold their business. Let's say they're not in it anymore. That's probably the easiest one to, to reconcile. They've, they sold the shares and they've got X amount. And you've given the example of two million, which is a nice one because it, it immediately means that if, even if it's a couple, there's, there's going to be an inheritance tax potential bombshell at some point. So the way I look at asset protection at this scenario is let's have a look at where you are now and, and, and risks to your wealth. There's three life stages. There's, and I'll take the example of a couple. There's while you're both alive. And that comes back to the conversation we've had previously about the powers of attorney. Because what, where are you at risk, potentially, with your assets? Well, your assets could be drained if, for example, even while you're both alive, you both went into local authority care. Now, if you're lucky enough, you might have enough cash assets to provide for that care. You equally might not, and you might have property, and you could be cash, uh, asset rich and cash poor. So there's an element of planning that can be looked at to protect those assets while you're both alive, and in the event that you went into care, we can protect those assets, we can put them into, 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 into what we call trust structures, and depending on how those assets are, there are certain trusts that will, will do that job. And the powers of attorney will still allow you to, to live day to day with your personal wealth being accessible. So that's the first stage. The second stage is, and it's looking about where do you potentially want your assets to go when one of you's died? Because the only thing that's certain in life is death. And probably there's a 98% chance that you'll die separately. A 2% chance you'll die in the car crash or something at the same time. So when you get to first death, it's about who do you want to get what and what is, what is sensible. And there's, a one about, there's, there's two questions to think in your mind. There's, about, there's one about the fairness and what you want to happen. 
And it's easy if you're not not a couple because you're on your own. But if you are a couple, it's about, well, how much do I want to leave my partner? How much do I want to give to the children or other family members or anybody else of, of any significance in your life? And that, but there's, an, uh, there's a, if you like, a wraparound about the whole tax situation as well to consider because one can drive the thinking to the other. So that's the second life stage. And then the third life stage is when you've both gone. And it's about who inherits what you've both acquired. If it's a nice functional family and you let's say you've got the nuclear family of two children, then it's normally it's little Johnny and little little Sally, 50% each. But if you've fallen out with Johnny and um, he's the, the, the black sheep in the family, then you might need some more sophisticated planning and contingency to make sure that Sally gets it. And at that point, you're also at second death. That's when the crunch for certainly inheritance tax comes into play because on first death there's a lot you can do to avoid inheritance tax but you can't avoid avoid it at second death so simon say i'm you know 10 years off retirement running my business i've got some value in it what should i be thinking about now in terms of planning great question again so let's put aside the fact that you've got planning that let's say you've made pension provision and the income side of it is relatively stable so well, I'm going to park that for a moment because I'm not an, I'm not an IFA. You would need to get separate advice on your on the income side of things. What I want to focus on is protecting the asset wealth, whether it's cash, property, investments that you've built up. What I'd be focusing on. Let's let we're we're at retirement year minus ten. So what I'm looking at right now is okay. Well, where is the, where actually is the business going to be in ten years? Is it? going to stay where it is in terms of the level of profit it's generating is it going to increase because it's like anything when you go further up the leagues um, one there's there is the risk but there's also the tax element as well let's take a great example in the last budget of Richie Sunak and corporation tax now there was a lot of noise mentioned that oh it's it's only at 250,000 but there's a lot of pent-up growth that a lot of people are anticipating one in terms of businesses, but potentially property asset values. So potentially even corporation tax on businesses, a lot of people are going to be caught out by the 25% going from 19 to 25. That could be worth quite a lot of money. So are there things we can start to do now and looking at your business, one, the business that you've got, and also are there any other businesses that you're thinking of getting into? And are there ways in which we can look at the profitability and potentially look at some restructuring that will actually protect one protect your profits as they are now and keep more of it so that's the first stage let's look at the efficiency of what you're doing both whether it's corporation tax of a limited company and obviously whether you're, how much income you're taking if you're a, you know you're a director you're taking income taking dividends so we look at all of that and obviously if you're not incorporated it's really down to potentially CGT and income tax of, of what you're drawing from the business so the tax efficiency is the one to protect what you've got. And if it's going to grow, look at that, continuing that protection. And then we look at once you've got to year zero and it's year one of retirement, what have you got in your assets? What is your estate? Coming back to that, that word of estate planning, what is your estate worth? What happens if you both did die in the car crash tomorrow? What happens on first death? And what do you want to happen? So it's a mirroring of your wishes and also the consequences of Again, the what if, but now played out on a personal level. So practically speaking, Simon, you mentioned inheritance tax. My business has got serious value in it. What happens if I die tomorrow? 
And it's not just the business that's got value, you've got personal assets as well, Tom. So HMRC doesn't, ma- doesn't differentiate between your business. It'll want to know what the shares are worth, what it's valued at, but it's your estate. It's what's in your name and whether you own it personally, corporately, or jointly with your, with, with your wife or anybody else. So it all goes into the mixer and it's gonna spew out a number. So there are about 10 ways in which I could give you advice on inheritance tax. And for the, for the patience of the audience listening to this, I'm not gonna to go to all 10, but let's, let's take a couple of things. In the most simplistic way, you could pay zero inheritance tax. It doesn't matter. If you've got 100 million pounds worth of a business and personal wealth, I can make sure because you're married, you won't pay a penny in inheritance tax. And it's simple, it's, it's in the law, it's called spousal exemption. You can give everything to your wife. However, as soon as your wife's inherited a thing, your wife's got a problem. And that might not be the most, the most efficient way of actually planning your estate because once your wife's got everything in her name, something happens to her, then in theory, logically speaking, the whole lot could be wiped out before it gets to your son. This is where inheritance tax is, is really, it's one, it's down to the individual and their set of circumstances. In reality, it also comes down to budget as well, because the more, the more tax you've got, the more things you're going to need, more armour in the toolkit to be able to deal with it. And there isn't necessarily a one-size-fits-all solution. You might want to do different things at different times. Let me give you an example of how you could potentially um, mitigate inheritance tax. One, if you can afford, again, it comes down to affordability. And if you've got good income, you might want to take out a life insurance policy written in a trust out of your estate. You've got a million pound inheritance tax. We write you an insurance policy that pays for the inheritance tax bill. It wipes it out if need be. And it could be, that could be done on sec- that could be done on your death depending on who you're passing to. If you're not passing assets on to your, to your spouse, it could be on second death. So you could each have a policy because we don't have a crystal ball and know who's going to die first. So it all comes down to how you own the assets. It also comes down to one, the size of the, size of the problem, uh, inverted commas, and also what is the most logical thing. Another, I'll give you another example. Some people like to gift. That's very popular. But you, you might have some knowledge, working knowledge of the seven-year rule. Seven-year rule can be great, can be good for people if they can afford to give assets away. If you don't give assets away in the right way, the HMRC will deem that you haven't gifted it. And therefore, it doesn't qualify for the seven-year rule. A lot of people fall foul of that. And there's another downside of gifting. If you don't gift it into, again, into a trust, into a protective structure, the person that you've gifted it to... If something happens to them, let's say let's say you gifted two hundred grand to your to your son. Let's say your son marries a Roman, for want of a better phrase, and they get divorced. Well, all of a sudden, fifty percent of of that gift has gone. Some people have made the mistake of gifting half their property to a, a child where that's happened, and all of a sudden that house is going to be repossessed because that's the only way that they can do it. I'm sorry, I'm laughing, but it's it's a tragic scenario but it really comes down to again the devil is in the detail one about how the assets are owned but it's also about the capability of what people got if they've got a lot of cash there's more options if they're not then we have to look at different stages of planning and sometimes you might be able to do a little bit now you might want to do a bit on first death because we don't know 
what the situation is going to be on first death. And that gives us more options. So we try to map out the stages and the options and give people an, an informed choice to make. So what, what are the practical advantages of me looking at this now? Like everything in life, prevention is better than cure. Yes, cure can be done. Uh, there is, you can, for example, vary what we call vary a will or vary the distribution of your estate up to two years after your death. But if you've got complications with probate, that can be extremely expensive and time-consuming and particularly stressful for the people that are left behind dealing with it. So it's a, it's a mess. So prevention is always better than cure. And time is, is kind, if, especially if you're gifting, you want to do it as early as possible, providing you can afford to do it. So Simon, are we also talking about tax planning and tax mitigation uh, at this point? Almost certainly, if you've got, especially if you've got a business of significant value. So the, the, the more we can act in anticipation of your intended retirement, we can, just to recap, we can protect the profitability day to day and of the course of the next five, ten years, whatever that time scale is. We can look at the exit strategy and how to make sure that the shareholding is protected when, and when the business is sold. And then we can look at particularly uh, for any other assets that are, where it's relevant, whether it's inheritance tax or capital gains tax as well. And the earlier we do it, time is your friend in this, in this element. Uh, it, it's about having as many. I would say to any, any potential prospect, it's about, it's about giving yourself as many options as possible. So when's a good time to, to start this process? Yesterday. Simon, thanks very much again for uh, your advice uh, to the Action Coach Stroud podcast. I'm Tom Allchurch. I've been with Simon Chaplin again discussing how you can protect your business and personal assets for the future. There'll be another Action Coach Stroud podcast to listen to shortly.